0: michigan gt is coming at you greetings gamers welcome to the michigan gt podcast post gt edition i'm so
1: tired
0: oh, <laughs> me too. with you for this episode tonight is me jeff and i'm rick oh hey rick Welcome to Post-GT.
1: Post-GT, so this is, what, three days afterwards?
0: Three days afterwards. Uh, we can, I think we can maybe even call it maybe episode one of season two. Yeah, might as well. Right? Um, you know, I think we could call it that. I think that's fair.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, uh, it, was, it was
0: a shortened introduction season, you know, kind of like that uh, <laughs> you know, That hook to kind of get you drawn in. You're and, in. And now, and now we're going to go with the full-blown, you know, full-blown season.
1: It's going to be a fun season too.
0: I'm really looking forward to it.
1: But first, yes, first. Uh, what did you think about this year? It was awesome. I uh, yes. Yeah. Summing up in one word, awesome is perfect.
0: Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, I thought that the new venue I wouldn't say it was a grand slam home run.
1: It has opportunities, but it was amazing.
0: Right. It was it was it was amazing. I mean, things can always be better. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right? It always can be better. But it was damn good.
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah. We had a lot of fun. Uh, everybody I talked to was really happy to be there.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Well, God, everyone was just
3: itching to get out of the house,
1: <laughs> right? Well, you got that bug, but right. I mean, you guys have been around for this is the eighth GT.
0: This was the eighth.
1: Was yes. the yes. yes? I yeah. Right. So my head obviously is still still on Saturday it's or still Sunday season one.
0: <laughs> Yeah, it, it was it was a great event. I mean, as as you'll hear later in the episode, we had great attendance. Yes, uh, more people than ever walking through the door. Uh, more vendors than ever on site. That was awesome
1: to see too. Was the extra people?
0: Right. Yeah. There was a ton of people walking around looking. Uh, you know, I was I was telling my wife actually that uh, I ran into this really nice lesbian couple that was walking around, uh, and they they were just getting into forty k. All right on. Yeah, and they were uh, talking about the models that they were painting and this kind of thing. And they were cool. they were super into it. Super nice ladies. It was great.
1: And you didn't uh, try to switch them over
0: to age. No, 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 <laughs> no. Uh, only so much pressure one can take when first getting into the hobby, right? I, yeah. yeah, didn't want to scare them off. Yeah, you know, it was it was uh, a big enough step for them to walk in. You know, with you know ninety eight percent men. You know, in yep. the, in this big room. And uh, so we had a nice little conversation. They continued to walk around, check things out. They were having a good old time. And then they came back on Saturday. Really? Yeah. Nice. I, I saw them back the next day. And I was like, you know what? That is really cool.
1: It, there was. there. Uh, I mean, I had some people from work that showed up to check out that had never looked at this kind of stuff ever. Okay.
0: And have you had a chance to talk to them since?
1: Yeah. In fact, some of them are going to be, uh, so we'll talk about it in Hobby later, but... They're gonna be at some of my demos.
0: Oh, very cool! So they're actually gonna have to, yep. like to start playing some of your games. Yep, that, that's super neat.
1: Oh yeah, and there was a lot of. Uh, it's funny because there were other conventions going on, right? So one was a bridal shower one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now that some, was fun because I got some watched good looks in there, right? Oh yeah, because some of them would walk in, look around, nope, and out they went. Right but out. others, they'd walk in and start walking around.
0: Well, they're they're. Fiance's are probably
1: <laughs> well. It yeah, still right. works.
0: Yeah, for sure. Hey, hun, check this out. Well, you know that kind of reminds me um, back at GT number one in uh, 2013. Okay, you know we were only taking up a quarter of the ballroom over at the old hotel. Sure. And uh, on the Sunday, the last day of, the, of our event, the neighboring room was one of those uh, toddlers in tiara beauty patches. <laughs> Talk about a, a clash of of types of people, man, I'm telling oh, you. Oh man. It was wild. And um yeah, they were giving us some pretty weird looks and we it were giving weird looks right, right back. Because boy, it takes a special type to be into that stuff, I'll tell you that. Yeah.
1: Uh but, hey, but yeah to I use mean their own. they and then there was a firefighter one.
0: Oh I didn't even know yeah. that.
1: There was a firefighter one and I saw a few firefighters come in and okay. I think actually they went to our vendors and bought stuff.
0: It wouldn't shock me. I, yeah, yeah so Got to do something. There's that extra
1: people showing up.
0: Long days at the firehouse. Got to keep yourself <laughs> occupied, right?
1: What better way to do it than right? hobby?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, that's great. That's, and Yeah, it was super cool. I mean, there was, I mean, I saw, you know, groups of guys like were over from Grand Rapids just to walk yep. around and check it out. You know, so it's a good sign uh, for the health of the event that, you know, yeah. we're getting a big enough name out there, you know, where people are driving over an hour just to check it out. That's pretty impressive. That is impressive.
1: I, I mean, yeah. really, would it, it's funny because all you guys wanted was a big 40K event, right? That's how it started. That's how it started. Right. So now you've got a whole handful of games going on. Right. You have some specialized vendors.
0: Over 40 events, Rick. Over 40. <laughs> so many. No, not, not 40 game systems, no, but 40, but 40 events. events. There was 40 different events that you could buy tickets for for this year. And that's
1: awesome. It's great. And I'm sure we'll have more next year.
0: That's the goal. Yeah, the goal is to, to keep building. you know, Keep building and making this the most complete hobby event that, that the state of Michigan has. It'll and, happen. And we're there already, <laughs> but we're not going to let anyone catch no. us. You know, we're going to maintain the standard that we've built.
1: Maintain the standard and still create more.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Uh, So what all do we got on the show today?
0: Well, we got a special treat (laughs) for our listeners uh, in that we are having Bill Kim come on, who is uh, in charge of our 40K event, uh, the the main event at the GT, as well as uh, Eric Gibbs is going to be joining us as well. And he's a
1: pretty special member.
0: Yeah, Eric's, he's got a couple different things going on. Yeah. Uh, Actually, he really uh, stepped up and really participated in our event as a whole. Uh, So... He judged the forty K event yep. for both days, Saturday, and Sunday. He ran the forty K doubles event yep. on Friday. And he painted one of the grand prize armies for the charity auction.
1: And we're gonna have on the guy that won that.
0: Yes, Eric Saffin, uh the, the winner of the grand of one of the grand prizes will be this joining awesome. us. Yeah. So, and then uh, we're gonna follow that up with a quick little talk about what we're doing in our hobby time, time. Yeah. <laughs> and uh yeah and
1: really i think that should be it for this because yeah. i think we're uh, both a little worn out from my the weekend. voice
0: is shot yeah yeah my and, voice was shot on friday by the way yeah and we yeah.
1: kind of need the voices for a podcast yeah,
0: yeah kind of do but <laughs> we should be back at full strength next episode for sure
1: yes definitely yeah
0: so everyone out there thank you for listening if you made it to the gt thank you for coming Hang on. We're full of entertainment here for about the next hour, and we'll see you in a minute.
4: AK Interactive is a Spanish company founded by Modelers for Modelers that has managed to become one of the most important brands in the modeling world, continuously revolutionizing the range of paints, brushes, weathering products, and effects. The constant search for innovative products is the way forward. Our goal is to offer tools to the modelers so that so that they can put aside the most tedious tasks of their hobby and they can focus on achieving better results in their scale models day after day. This simplification of tasks, combined with realism and historical precision, is the key to the success of our acrylic paints, oils, enamel-based effects, real colors, weathering pencils, products for dioramas and vegetation, and more! To carry out this commitment, we strive every day for modelers from all over the world to collaborate in the development of new products, as well as to participate in demonstrations and tutorials so that the international modeling community is enriched and does not stop innovating. Check them all out at ak-interactive.com.
0: And we're back, and it's time to go inside the GT. So tonight, this is a very special episode as... This is our first episode post GT 2021. Yep. So, joining us tonight and for this segment is our lead uh, coordinator for the 40K event, Mr. Bill Kim. Evening, Jeff. And also the coordinator of the 40K team event, Eric Gibbs. Hello, all out there. Howdy, guys. So, are you recovered yet? It's been a couple days.
5: Oh, no, it's way, way too early to be recovered.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to have to agree with that. I'm still feeling it.
0: Yeah, I agree. As yeah. you can tell by my voice, I'm still not you know. completely recovered yeah. either. Right. I've been screaming all weekend.
2: It's funny
1: how these kind of events do that to you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, let's talk some uh, some general GT stuff, Bill, about how many people did we get at the GT this year?
1: Well, we
5: started out with one, 131 on day one. Um, okay. Had a, decent, had a fairly large number of drops, but that wasn't... Unexpected. So that's,
0: you're, you're just strictly strictly talking 40k here. 40k, yeah. No, just... I'm strictly talking. I'm talking GT. Oh, GT. Let's not quite dig into 40k just yet. Yeah, let's get the okay. big picture yeah, first. Big, GT wise, we're talking a little bit over 600, I think. I 600 gamers. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, over 700 through the door. Yep. So, uh, by far our biggest event yet. I'm uh, extremely happy and pleased to see the response by the gaming community this year. Mm-hmm. It was very cool. Uh, noticed a ton of people walking around, just watching things. People who weren't there to play games, people just there to see what we're all so about yeah, and
1: seeing what's going on.
0: Absolutely, yep. and hoping to see those people back in the future as gamers rather than as spectators. Yes. So I thought well, that was very exciting. Yep.
5: And there they they were a good, I mean, not, not necessarily a lot, but there were a number of people who asked me whether we were doing the uh, painting competition again this year.
0: Yeah, I, I got that a couple times as well, um, more than a couple. Right. And my right. Yeah,
5: my answer was always we just didn't think we could do it justice, you know, with the accelerated time frame. But there's so, definitely a uh, there's definitely a, a desire for that out there. Yeah,
2: there's, like, there's definitely a side of players that that's their niche where they're not coming just to play the game but to also show – what they can paint to the tabletop.
0: Right. I, I completely agree. And as a one of the organizers, you know, Bill is here too, is one of the main organizers. Uh, I think one of our goals for next year is to add that feature back to the GT. That'd be awesome um, to see. Yeah, but um, the trick is just going to be uh, finding the way to do it the justice it deserves. Sure. And one of those key things is going to be able to bring some sort of display case for the miniatures. That's what's really been slowing us down. Um, and we've kind of done it in the past, but we have never come up with a great way to show that show those models off. Yeah, and so that's going to be one of our main focuses in the off season this year is to come up with a solution to that that issue.
5: Yeah. So. And um, finding uh finding somebody who's going to step up and really champion that event, right? It's like the way that you've championed Sigmar, the way that Eric and I have championed Forty K. Right. We need to have somebody who's going to like really champion and and like really promote that. Absolutely. Reach out to reach out to artists and you know talk it up that kind of stuff to really sure. get, get get people excited about
0: it. Yeah. And so that being said, if this is something that sounds like something you would be interested in, Mister Listener or Miss Listener, uh, you know if you're into painting and it be something that you'd be interested in 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 running a painting competition at the GT, just shoot us an email. You can email us at registration at michigangt.com and let us know that this is something that's uh, of interest to you and uh, we can take the discussion further. So, that being said, let's talk a little bit about your 40K event. So, you said it was over 100 players on the first day? Right,
5: 131 players on the first day, so that's uh, it's the, it's less than the ticket sales but still the largest event we've had, had in the I know we give it a different number every year, but the, <laughs> right. the since the since the since we started, 131 is definitely the largest right. uh, largest turnout yeah. we've had. This
0: is officially our eighth was our eighth event. Yes, uh, should have been ninth, not for our stupid COVID year last year, but is what it is. So uh, year eight, uh, year one we went at we we're at 50. Mm-hmm. So year eight at 131, that's pretty legit. Right. So. And, uh, you sold even a lot more tickets than 131.
5: Right. We sold 160, but just, you know, had a, had a lot of last-minute drops, really. Most of those, I think, came in the last week, week and a half. Yeah.
0: Kind of odd well, you know, to I see think... that many last-second drops like that. We've never seen quite that extent before.
5: Yeah, I think between, like, you know, the current state of everything right. and, and just real life and stuff, it's yeah, just... Uh, things
0: happen. Yep. You know, and I guess the more people you get signed up, the more people have to drop. You know, it's just... I'm, I'm, <laughs> Law of averages, right? Pretty much. So yeah. Well, very cool. So, who won the whole thing? Uh, well,
5: that is a good question. I mean, really, we try to do in the forty K championships reward all aspects of the hobby. So, really, there were three big winners. Sure. Um, let me call it up here so I make sure I get their names correct. Awesome.
0: While you're doing that, Eric, you were one of the judges for the event. So. From a judge's aspect, how did you think the 40K championship went?
2: Uh, With the broad span of the players that we had, I was honestly surprised how smooth it went for us really only having two floor judges and then the head judge, which was Bill, who was walking or mainly staying at the desk dealing with all the bookkeeping. Right. Uh, But John and myself really stepped up, I felt, and there were very few rules where we had to have Bill interject himself um, and everything went smooth. I don't think there was really any arguing from players. Oh, great. Uh, that's always a plus. Yeah. You know, I mean, even the, you know, the, the, I want to call them the troublemakers of the bunch. Right. They were fine. Oh, great. You know, like, I didn't mm-hmm. have any issues with anybody. Everybody seemed to be real laid back. And I had no problem with any player.
0: Oh, that's fantastic to hear. You know, especially when you're getting that many people in a room. I think that also goes to to
1: you guys. Jeff, you and Bill and Paul and the organization on how you guys put the GT together. Cuz it being the way it is, right. it lends itself to a relaxed atmosphere.
0: Okay. Well, I'm I'm happy to hear you say that. <laughs> <I> <laughs> no, I'm worry. sure it's yeah. not relaxed I on your end. Yeah, you're I, in, but I'm happy to hear that as
5: well, but I got to really give I think I got to give, give the credit to our players. yeah, the community, uh, the community, oh, yeah. The yeah. community yeah. I think. The community yeah. who attended I mean, um I mean Eric and John did an amazing job as my as my real judges for the event. Um they kept a handle on things. They were responsive to people's questions. But you know, I think the the people we had coming were just were just great players as a general rule and uh yeah, you know, I think John told me at one point like that he was that probably the vast majority of the questions that he was getting um had to do with just the terrain as opposed to you know trying to resolve rules disputes between players it was okay well, that's questions cool. of how we were supposed to do the train right. because we were doing the train kind of our own yeah you way. tweaked things
0: a little bit didn't you right so yeah.
5: um but i think really it's a it's a testament to the people who came to the gt itself that everybody's looking to have a good time play some play some play I some mean, play some admittedly competitive <laughs> games against some tough opponents there uh but they were looking to do so with you know grace and sportsmanship and uh, just. To, have everybody have a good time
0: great so, well, throw me your three
5: tops well hey so our overall champion for the weekend was jeff hill he was playing gray knights um he got the highest c- combined total of battle points uh appearance and
0: theme okay um, pretty exciting to see gray knights on the top of the list too well new gray knights are, are, are
5: pretty strong they oh, that's, out good, the to gates, he- that's so. good to hear yep.
0: i mean they've kind of been like put out the pasture since their evil heydays of fifth edition <laughs> You know, they've had a rough 6th and 7th and 8th, and now they come back in ninth That's kind of cool. Right. That's got to be making some Grey Knight players happy to have you know their armies pulled out of the back of the closet and get back on the table. That's pretty awesome. There were a pretty good number
5: of Grey Knight players there. That were you, there? Next thing so, Eric?
2: Yeah, there were several. Um, I think Grey Knights are a little overpowered right now with the amount of mortal wounds. kind of reminds okay. me of uh, Age of Sigmar Zinch back in the day right. where everything was dumping out. Tons of mortal wounds. Six to seven mortal wounds per unit. Okay. So it's a bit absurd right now, and I'm assuming if fra- they keep putting them on top the way they are, they're going to get, you know, taken down a, get, get a notch the, the or two. bad a little bit. But, yeah. but yeah. which is fine. they've they 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 got the yeah. right? exactly. they got to well, learn,
3: right? Exactly. I think big, Black Templars will
5: probably cure a bunch of that just because okay. they're innate anti-psyker potential sure. so yes and they're yeah, they're mortal pa-
2: wound denying yeah. and all that little so. rock
0: paper scissor going yeah. on nothing, yeah. nothing so, wrong with that
2: you know th- and that's kind of where, where 40k lies right now it's, okay it's a lot you know everybody's got their bad matchup right and
0: so. you know and i'm not like hardcore into the 40k scene or anything but that name isn't a name i've heard
2: before either me either
0: not uh yeah, yeah. But,
5: me as well. I mean, oh, that's, that's cool. the first that's time i so. A new name you know, popped <laughs> yeah, up right. as,
2: as
0: the winner of an event. Because, you know, in the Midwest, a lot of times you see the same, the you, know, you know you know, the same names popping up over and over again. And to see a new fresh name in there is pretty cool. Right. That's... Do you know where he's out of? I do not, actually. Okay. So, so the, the mystery man.
3: Right. right.
0: Jeff Hill, was that his name? Uh, yep, Jeff Hill. All right, congrats, Jeff.
5: Good for you. So uh, speaking of Bradchester. Um, he was our war master for the weekend. Oh, that, no, no surprise there. Well, he it was a hard fought. It was a hard well, fought battle I'm to sure get it was. battle points um, th- throughout the weekend. But he managed to pull it out over five games.
0: And I, I saw you uh, climb to the top of the ITC rankings too. With he that. he did between yes. Uh, yes.
5: Yep. That, that basically gave him an extra thirty points. I think. Good to, for him. Uh, Congrats, Brad. To top of the ITC ra- brackets yeah. for the world. I guess. Yeah. Oh, yep. wow. he's over John Lennon yeah. now.
2: Right. John yeah, had he's... it for. Eight nine months. Oh really? Yeah, John's okay. been on top for a awesome. long time. Brad's
0: the new leader in the yep. clubhouse, right? So you know? and Brad's a good dude too. So it's cool to see a good guy getting on top of that list. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And
2: he was playing Drakari. Oh, okay.
0: So. Yep. So. That's that's dark eldar to you. Dirty elves. Yeah. Yeah. Dirty elves. Yep. <laughs> yep. And
5: then yep. our third <laughs> our third major winner would be our our drill Master, the uh, guy who who had the highest paint and appearance. Oh, okay. Uh, painting and, and theme scores. Sure. Um, and that was a long time attendee, Phil Cologne. Oh, Phil, yeah, um, great dude. yeah Yeah, he had the Borderland Orcs Army. Um, nice. Oh, with Stampa, that did well for him, apparently. Because okay. he, he was also doing pretty well on the battle oh, side. Oh, so he
0: did well with the games as well. Did, huh? not just did pretty perhaps.
5: well. You know, so he's
0: not just a pretty face? Uh, apparently not just a pretty <laughs> okay, face, but
5: right. uh,
2: he kind of flew under the radar. Um, there was a uh, rule that was made by one of the TOs from. Uh, the event, you know, like being myself, (laughs) Uh, Bill Bill and I chatted on Friday, and I think I got Bill when he was in his busy mode, because when Bill's busy, he kind of does the whole yep, uh uh-huh, yeah, sure, uh uh-huh, so when I asked about how hills work, he was saying that basically hills were breachable. Okay. Which means you can just walk through them and you ignore the vertical distances. Uh, okay. So when you can wa a stomp, a turn uh, one right and get the, the like stomp. But yes. Okay. And basically charge this thing across the table. So yeah.
0: Jumped over the hill, basically. Yes. Okay. And
2: it didn't get told till Phil that that was not how it was done until round five. Oh. So it so was something ahead. that flew under the radar, right, you know, right. and I apologize. So it, it kind of came up as a you got Gibbs.
3: Yeah. So you <laughs>
2: but, know, but it, it is what it in is. In this instance, but, it was a good thing for it, Phil. Yes, okay. you know, and but,
5: but his yeah. uh, his orc army did basically clean up on the painting scores. Okay, I mean, great. It was, uh, it was easily the highest scoring paint uh, paint army there. Right. Um, and players' choice wise, uh, the, the players' choice points were well. There was a possible 180 points for painting. There uh-huh. was a possible 50 points for theme. Okay. Um, and then there was a possible <laughs> 20 points for uh, for players' choice, which is just uh, the other attendees, all the other participants, you know, voting on what their favorite oh, army was. Okay. Uh, and he cleaned up on that. He oh, was, very cool. He was the only he was the only player who maxed out that twenty points on player's right. choice.
0: So right. I got I got to say a little backstory on Phil because I've talked to him over the years. He he's a regular attendee of the Michigan GT, um, and I'm very jealous of Phil because his father-in-law was the one who got him into forty K, uh. and I was just like. That is the coolest thing ever yep. to be able to game with your father-in-law. Yeah, that's pretty freaking cool. And so, also new this year, Bill, was you had a, a completely separate head painting judge, which you've never done before. Uh, we've had,
5: we've had a, we've had separate painting judges that were, I mean, like, uh, um, uh, I want to say Ricky, but Jackie. Um, Oh, okay, his last yeah, name. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Jack did, Jones. Yeah. Did uh, it, I didn't realize first. he had done that before. Did that okay. first in Twenty yeah, he... nineteen, and uh, uh, you know, did a phenomenal job there. But this year we had a we had uh, five painting judges helping us out, um, and that really helped us get you know go through one hundred and thirty armies and do that in a really timely fashion, and right. you know, give them the attention
0: that really I think that you know all the armies benefited from. So. Right. Uh, one of the things. Uh, I always really appreciated about your appearance matrix that you put out. So Bill's very uh, transparent with how appearance is going to be scored. And in the rules packet is a matrix over what it will take to get the top score as far as the checkboxes are concerned. Usually there's a couple bonus points that you can earn from, like, judges, favorites kind of thing. But, you know, if you just pull up that, that matrix as you're working on your Army – you can tick all the boxes and make sure you get a, a super high score, even if you're not like a competitive level painter. So you don't necessarily have to have the most beautiful army ever to to get a very high painting score. You just need to check, check, the, boxes. check the boxes.
1: That's a pretty cool way to do yeah, it. Yeah, it's a really yes. good way to do
0: it. So, you know, I mean, of course, the great artists are always going to get, you know, a couple bonus points well, to sure. win that best overall for painting. But, you know, if you're just looking to be overall competitive in the event, You know what you have to do to get a very high painting score. And that's something that I've also carried over into the Age of Sigmar events because I think it's a a very clean, fair way to do it. I think it's, you know,
5: we try to put some structure into what's, you know, I mean, ultimately it's a really, it's still a subjective, you know, assessment. Always will be subjective. Always will be. Uh, but like we try to do some th- some things to you know even that out. Like we tried to have all of our paying judges score the first three or four armies together, so they could Get the basically feel. make sure they're all kind of in the on same, same page, on the same yep. page right. for what things are worth and right. that sort of thing. And that's and also
0: important when you have multiple judges judging an event, right? right? Because you can have two very different opinions between two different judges, and also that's what the matrix helps to eliminate some of that by having that that checklist, right? You know, it's like, okay, you know, are there three colors? Check, yes. Are there highlights? Yes, check. Are there smooth highlights? Yes, check. Are there very, very smooth check? You know, highlights? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And, you know, the, the more time and effort you put into it, the better score you're going to get, obviously. But you still don't have to be an amazing artist to get that high score.
5: Right. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, like I said, there was 180 points possible for, for the painting score. Um, the average score was actually about 80 so um and that's probably that most most of the players were probably falling to that 60 to 100 range to to get above that you really had to uh, be above and beyond put put a lot of extra effort right uh, really do something that's going to pop in the eyes of the judges um kind of same way for theme i think the average score for theme was in the out of 50 points most players were between 20 and 40. wow Um, okay just Probably, I think thirty was the like twenty-nine or twenty-eight was the actual average. average well, but it was right in the middle, yeah, right, right around there. So
0: kind of makes sense. And like I said, if everyone's getting graded the same, it doesn't really matter, right? Yeah.
5: So you know, and I think it's a well-received scoring system. A lot of people are you know enjoy that. I mean, it's a little bit old school in terms of uh, you know including that within the overall and uh, you know giving that equal weight right. to battle. Right, yeah, a but... lot
0: of events these days like to skip those soft scores. Yeah, or they just, you know... Or they... don't apply it to the overall champion or that kind of things thing. Things like that, Yeah. So. Well, yeah, I also like how you're doing things with, you know, having that separate Warlord trophy for just the strict battle points, which, like you said, went to Brad. Right. You know, and then the overall, which takes in your theme and appearance and your battle points, you know, that goes to the newcomer Jeff Hill, which is awesome.
5: right. And so it's uh I th- I'll, I think it's well received by our attendees and it's something that makes us you know kind of stand out from the right. other other events that are yeah coming.
2: I mean we always get our, the few people that don't care for it but those are typically the people that are going. Just to pound on people's faces.
0: Right. And,
2: but, you know, if you don't care for it, you know, coming in, how exactly how we're doing it's things. It's
0: already so, been told to you. Yeah. There you shouldn't know? be and any kind of surprise yes, when you sign up for the no gotcha GT, what this. There's no gotcha moment. You're
2: signing up for, right? Yep. right? I 100% agree. There's yeah. no gotcha moment in here. Yeah. You know? And it, it's very clear that we are. All hobbyists as well, and part of this hobby, this game, right. is painting. Well, you know? and for for many of us at least. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, well, that's that's even part of the hobby. Right. I mean, yeah. you know, and well, everybody likes to play a game against another person who's put some sort of effort into
0: absolutely their
2: There's
1: hobby. That love that you feel when you're playing the game is like this is my army. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, like
0: well, the, not only that, but.
1: When you're playing against
0: as when well. When you're playing against a painted army, it feels yeah. good. You know, yeah. it's, it's got that immersion piece. Abza- exactly yep. true. Yeah, you, you really you feel like you're more in the game. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. an extra or depth. At least, at least I do.
2: It's hundred percent. It's an extra depth to the
0: game. Yeah, for sure. Okay, Eric. So let's talk team event.
2: So the doubles event. This was the largest doubles event that we've had as well. So how many teams did you end up? Uh, we had forty-eight sign up. Fantastic. Thirty-eight show up. Uh, oh
0: again so you had a big drop off. We had a couple from drops from sign ups to who could actually yep.
2: make it. Um that's a surprise. I noticed it was um there were a couple players that had uh, come down with covid that week yeah, that's so always a bummer. you know that's yeah. just it, what, what that's just the way it, life is and right. you got to back out I appreciate them not showing up and spreading <laughs> yeah. so yeah. thank you <laughs> for everybody who did that. Right. Um it was uh I did it a little bit differently this year than what I've done in the past. I ended up adding uh, three rubrics instead of just one generic. Okay. Uh, the all generic one was just you get tick marks and you got it, you got it. And I wanted to go a little bit more in depth. Uh, the doubles event is known as the all aspect doubles um, where the only score that actually contributes battle points is overall. Uh, other than that, everything else is soft score. Great. So I I strictly stick so you're, with that.
0: You're, you're emphasizing the soft score. 100 for, for this event.
2: Yeah. The, out of your total points, you can get 30% on battle points, and the other 70% is all on theme and presentation. Great. Uh, your painting. And also what I did this year is put in a uh, – bear With me, losing my mind here. A uh, composition score, okay. Um, where it went into depth of going how many special characters are you running? Oh,
0: you actually took that much time to look at
2: all the lists. I, uh, yes, I did. I <laughs> Sounds went through like a uh, lot of work, it was a lot was of work, t- yeah. and especially because most of the people that signed up didn't submit their list on time.
3: Oh, Ooh,
0: so I voice. had to did go. Did you back. points for that?
2: Uh, there, so next year, uh, you have what, to. no, what I ended up doing is actually when I went back through my rubrics, I accidentally put in. Um, conversion points in two spots. Oh, So I deleted or got rid of one of them. And if you signed up in appropriate time, you got the 15 points I was going to give for the, that, oh, okay. uh, that so section. So you
0: got extra points for being early. For Correct, for, d- for following
2: okay. the rules. And gotcha. that works. So it ended up working out well. Um, but I had stuff in there like, did the uh, did you guys uh, each take three troops? You know, Because each person was a lot of patrol. And then there was a right. floating detachment that somebody could take
0: right so composition yeah you know it's
2: more instead of just right pounding on each other so
0: why did you choose to go this route for that event rather than just have it be some kind of you know teeth kicking event
2: (laughs) i so a doubles event is in my opinion more a social contract you know you're there playing with your friend right you're there playing against two other friends usually and you're there to have fun like this is an opener to the GT like hey we're going to start we're going to go through the rules we're going to actually play the game correctly and then tomorrow is when the real commitment goes in right but it's um, So it's a warm
1: up it's a warm yeah, up yeah yeah exactly the beer and pretzels
2: before That's the exactly what it is right. yeah and uh that's that's what we're known for for the doubles event i think we've been doing it for 5 years now okay so um, it's been pretty, pretty good. You know, I, I mean, I think we started out with 20 teams the first year and, yeah. uh, I know in 2019 we had 28. So to have an extra 10 more teams, 25% yeah, is yeah. That's pretty, pretty
0: big. That's, fa- that's a fantastic increase. growth. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: So we're hoping to do the same thing next year. Um, we'll change a little bit of the rubrics up, uh, you know, as well as what's allowed and right, just to throw that extra stuff. But, um, I also do custom missions. So all the missions were not out of any book. I okay. wrote them all myself. Cool. Nice. Um, and next year they will be a little bit more complicated like they <laughs> normally are supposed to be. Okay. So they're, a little the more... too simple. Yeah. Okay. So, and the reason why I did that this year was because ninth edition is still fresh in a lot of people. You okay. know, this is one of their first major events coming right. back. Yeah,
0: sadly, right? We're so, you know, over a year into it. It's yeah. Kind of and so events. it, it yeah. feels
2: weird. And for me to have things where, like, water levels changing how you're, Uh, going up and down making it difficult for models to move through or meteors dropping and doing mortal wounds things like that
0: all right so goofy stuff to yeah just to spice up the game a little bit yeah
2: so i um it'll end up being there next year all right now that i think everybody will have an extra year to to play and plan and uh we'll make sure that they're a little bit more unique
0: okay well that sounds cool all right rick you're up I'm a So what did you run in the G T <laughs> So
1: Friday night I ran Dead Zone. Right. Uh, we had six players, which is a small number, but I'm a small game.
0: Okay,
3: yeah, fair uh, enough.
1: It's uh, played on a two by two. <laughs> right. It's
0: a two by two. So, you know, you got two guys here who probably don't know squad about Dead Zone. Uh, yeah, so for you guys a you know sixty foot view of, of Dead Zone.
1: So Dead Zone's a small version for you it'd be more like a uh, kill team. Okay. Uh, small skirmish, you're looking at six to twelve models. Uh, The big difference with Dead Zone is there's no tape measures. Everything's measured by cubes. So all of your uh, models move either one or two cubes, and they can go anywhere in that cube. Uh, Everything is opposed dice rolls. All your shoot tests, all your fight tests. Uh, And you have some command dice that add a little bit of spice to the game. And it's based on a... The 2x2 is all 3D. So it can go up as high as you put the scenery.
0: So it has like a little bit of like a necromunda feel, yeah. For, for which the, that one I haven't touched, but, but yeah, <laughs> yeah for these for these guys, you
1: know, <laughs> okay. yeah. And like, so this is the first time we had dead zone in the GT. Um,
0: and you boom. said he had six players. Yep, I had All six right.
1: players. I had uh, three drop.
0: Wow! So you had nine. You had nine signed yeah. up.
1: Yeah. Wow. Okay. And unfortunately, I had three drop. One was a babysitting issue. Okay. And one's a nurse. Right. Oh, so,
0: got called into work. Yeah. All right, fair. Um, or unfair, however you want to put uh, it. Yeah,
1: in. however it worked for him. Right. Uh, but we had a lot of fun. Uh, and then Saturday, uh, one of my partners with Mantic, he ran the Dreadball Tournament, Okay, which is a sports game um, like hockey and soccer and basketball with big gloves. All right. With spikes on them. Cool. It's pretty much Dreadball in a nutshell. Uh, he had six players. I actually got to play in that one. Fun. I don't generally play in tournaments, but I was like, "Yeah, hey, why not?" Yeah, sure. Nice. And then of course, over Saturday and Sunday, we had the Kings of War event, and they had eighteen players. That's great. Uh, they had twenty signed up, okay. and one a last minute drop, and then the uh, one of the tos stepped out. Okay, to match up. the Right, members. that makes
0: sense since so you don't have to have someone sitting if you're yeah, exactly have a ringer. You know,
1: yeah, and for Kings of War uh, last time they had twelve. Okay, so, that's, a, yeah. that's a great I mean, job.
0: That's a 33, big job. Yeah, 33% or 50, 50% job.
1: And, uh, of course, the whole Mantic crew, including Pat, who was there with a the vendor, uh, they're all super excited to come back next year.
0: Oh, very cool. Yep. Well, we'll be excited to have him back next year. That's great. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So you're happy with how oh, the yeah, went? Oh, yeah, we're
1: very happy. Very cool. Uh, in fact, it was, it was halfway through Saturday that Pat was like, yeah, we'll come back next year. Oh, <laughs> well,
0: that's early. Yeah. yeah. Oh, very cool.
1: Yeah, exactly. And uh Blake and Michael have already reached out some to some some of the West Side guys that are pretty big names in Kings of War about okay. coming over here. Great. And there was
0: West side of Michigan.
1: No, West, West Side of the of, like, United California. States. California. Oh. oh yeah. West Coast. California. All right. Yeah. Um there was a couple of those guys that were actually over in the UK at the Clash of Kings tournament over right. there, there during con- this weekend. there a conflict yeah.
0: schedule there with a huge event. You know, I, yeah, the series, sure. over there. Though we're really not competing much with something <laughs> going on in, in Nottingham, you know. But, I, well, yeah. But in this had, case, there's
1: a couple guys, sure. I think one of the guys told me they had 120 players over there. Wow. And that's a pretty good size for Kings of War.
0: Yeah, yeah. you think.
1: But, yeah, uh, yeah. everybody I talked to throughout the whole event was Super excited to be there, and they can't wait to see what we do next year.
0: Cool. Well, they'll be back next year for sure, as long as we have something <laughs> to run it, right? That's, yep. That's the whole key. Well, cool. Well, uh, for AOS, I guess I'll give a recap of my events. Um, my Friday doubles tournament, I ran a doubles tournament pretty similar to what Eric runs for 40K. I had a total of 32 teams sign up and 30 show. Oh, so nice. I was very happy with that. Uh, so numbers. Numbers. Previous year, I think I had twenty teams. So, uh, like you, a huge jump from huge jump from the previous year. Uh, The winner of that event was uh, Jack Kaywood and Josh um, Silverwood. They're both two wood names. It's kind of weird from uh, the Ann Arbor area. So they took home the the title. Uh, Their team name was the Dudes. (laughs) And then uh, the top sportsmanship award, which is also a huge award in that event, uh, went to. Uh, Joel and Adon. Adon flew in from Los <coughs> Angeles to plan the event. Oh, wow. So, yeah, Adon of uh, independent characters fame uh, flew in. And so, yeah, they seemed to have a really good time. And then for the singles event, I had 84 sign up and I had 78 show for the event. So, you know, also a great turnout there. And that event. Was won by Donnie Gorlitz from the Detroit Warhammer Club, so uh, the the Warhammer Age of Sigmar Championship stayed local.
2: All right. <laughs> yeah,
0: hey. the Detroit guys did real well. I think they won uh, three or four out of the uh, out of the eight awards. Okay, and they normally do really yeah, well. Yeah, they normally in the do really, really well. Stuff. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they they're a force to be reckoned with. Yes, for sure. Uh, but yeah, everyone seemed to have a good time. It was a good event, and you know. Not a whole lot of rules issues. I think I had to actually crack the rule book open like three times over over the weekend. So, oh,
3: that's not bad. That's not bad at no, all. No,
0: and no. Everyone seems to get along, and armies were beautiful. Uh, if you're interested in seeing what they look like, I uploaded a bunch of them to the Facebook page. So just check it out. Uh, always very impressive to see what some people come up with, for sure.
2: Yeah, no, the Sigmar armies were amazing this year oh yeah looking at all the, they were
0: did you see the alice in wonderland i did table? yeah Are there the, was a display? lot of stuff on there wait i missed that, I that one. Oh, you missed impressed. that one oh man i was um, seeing all the other ones <laughs> he had this uh it looked kind of like a well it was a tiered lazy susan yeah it was like a okay. cupcake yeah, display it was like thing. a cupcake stand <laughs> and <laughs> it was what about six layers yes probably yeah oh, crap uh, so you know i'd say it was probably three foot tall and uh, then as the higher up it went, the more unlevel the tears got. So they, start, they were leaning. So the oh, top one was nice. at about a 45-degree angle, just kind of hanging, and it just made your stomach turn. Was magnets. Magnets. Yeah, he had magnets on there, but still, you know, you're just, you know, and on the bottom, on the bottom of the thing, it says, spin me. You know, so as everyone, people would walk up and start spinning this thing around, you're just going, oh, my God, something's going to fall. <laughs> something's going to fall. But nothing did. You know, nice. his magnets held, but, yeah, he had the... Uh, it, he had like uh, teacups, you know, like the tea party kind sure. of thing and so you had teacups all over the place and they were you know, dumped over and spilled and there was you know, stuff pouring out of the teacups down to other levels of the of the display board and you had cupcakes and yeah, you know it was basically a, a tea party theme display. And uh, it was a Flesh Eater Quartz Army, which is kind of an undead. Yeah, you know, he um, had a
2: big dragon on the very top. Right, which, he had a big dragon. was what scared me the most, because right. that dragon oh, was at <laughs> an angle. Like, a huge angle, old. right. Mm.
0: And so he had like uh, all these conversions where he had certain units had like rabbit heads, like the White Rabbit sure. from Alice in Wonderland and stuff. And it was really creative. You know, He, he nice. did a really good job. And uh, the best appearance uh, went home with Evan Hammerland of Grand Rapids with an awesome don't Deepkin Army. Uh, okay. it was just really superbly painted. There was some yeah, really, it was real colorful. It was very yeah, colorful. it was very colorful army. Uh, yeah, he he really he really uh, knocked it out of the park with that. But you know, it was a really hard decision with the best appearance because you know Tyler Mingle was there with you know a beautiful night haunt army that's just so subtly blended. You know, he's just a fantastic painter, and yeah, that was a really tough, really hard choice. But yeah, it was really really good event. You know, we had a we had a good time. So, uh, anyone hear anything about any of the other events that we had going on?
2: I personally did not.
0: You did not? No. Rick, I think you were bouncing around more than anybody. I was
1: bouncing around a little bit. Um, the guys playing Conquest were super excited to have Conquest there. Yeah, they um, seem to be
0: having a good time. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I I unfortunately didn't, uh, because of work, I couldn't be there while the Legion guys were playing. Okay. Um, I bounced over to Free Blades. Free Blades had a pretty decent showing. Yeah, they
0: had a decent showing. They had their North American Championship. which yeah. I'm hoping that we have back next year. Yeah, that'd so be pretty cool. So if you're a Free Blades person, you know you can, you know, get some clout by winning the Michigan GT and holding the national championship title.
1: And it, it looked like there was a decent showing for Kill Team as well.
0: Yeah, Kill Team. Yeah, they looked like they're uh, Necromunda had a crowd. Uh, I saw the horse heresy tables were yep. looking great, uh, and the
5: forty k friendly looked like they were having a great time th- over there. They did
2: well over there too. Yeah. I did chat with Ian about that one,
0: right? But, you know, so. and he had—I know he had a lot of tickets sold. I think he did have the same issue though with some people not being yes. able to make it. Yeah, yeah. You say, I yeah think. it would have been a really good year to walk up, right? It would. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> yeah. So there ended up being some uh, some space available.
2: Yeah, no, Ian's event I I pretty sure went off without a of hitch as well. Right. Um I you know he. Some of the pregame stuff took a little longer than I think anticipated uh, because he was doing the open war cards. Right. So it was you each got two cards and you bid one, and then you each got two uh, objective-placing cards. Okay. And uh, whoever rolled and won the roll-off to get the – pick the deployment, and then the other person placed on how the objectives were placed. So it was a little bit more time-consuming. So I think – With him having only two and a half all arounds, kind of really impacted the amount of level of play to play on that. But I think everybody had a good time doing it.
0: Oh, very cool! So that's great. So, Bill, what'd you think of the
5: venue? I think the venue was great. Having a a well-staffed bar, even with the credit card problems that that we had, I think. uh, Which
0: was just Friday, right? That was just
5: Friday, and I. yeah, I think it was pretty much solved by Saturday. Yeah, they
0: got that cleaned up by the end of day Friday. Yeah,
5: there right.
2: was no no issues after
5: that. Okay. Yeah. So and then uh the cafe was, you know, was rightly available. They, yeah we had I, a lot of space. The
0: cafe was pretty good. I thought they had, you know, a pretty decent selection of food mm-hmm. and it wasn't insanely priced. I mean, it was gonna be a little bit higher than you well, know sure, I mean. going hey, down to the local convenience store, you know, yeah. right?
2: It was cheaper than any convention I've been to. Okay. Well so, that's I mean a good
0: sign. I mean it is the mean streets of lansing and all
2: but yeah <laughs> but i mean you know when, when you're talking right. 12 bucks a burger what you normally pay they're right. only paying six right that's, yeah that's good you're that's right not bad. Yeah, you're you're, you know. you're
0: totally right you know you, yeah, you go to adepticon chicago you get kind of bent over for yes you food, do so. yeah you know now you're just kind of only half bent over yeah, don't ask mean,
2: for a chicken good. wrap that'll cost you extra right yeah.
0: right <laughs> Uh, You know, I do know, I I want to acknowledge that uh, we did get a number of comments uh, about the limited hours of the concession stand. Uh, And I just want to assure everyone that they will have uh, much longer hours next year. Uh, You know, we were pretty conservative with the amount of time that we had it open because if it didn't hit the convention center's minimums, then uh, the GT would be on the hook to cover that bill. But the response to having that concession stand there were, they exceeded expectations. So, uh, <laughs> which is will, a good thing, right? It's a great thing, yeah. So uh, we're very confident that it will be open almost the entire time that the hall will That's be open great. next year. So yep. we can make sure people are getting there. because you know the other thing we didn't really think about is that there was very few breakfast options. Around, (laughs) yeah, downtown doesn't have well, it doesn't have a lot, and like the hotel restaurant wasn't open, and the coffee shop didn't even open until you know after we were pretty much starting, right? You know, so we had some guys that were a little hungry, and you know, I kind of felt bad for that, but you know, what did we you know, we didn't know, uh, so yeah, so next year we'll have that open, you know, um, um, earlier, greater number of hours, right? And later, and later, yeah. yeah, earlier and later, uh, so you know, if we're open to midnight, I Confident we'll be keeping it open until probably 10. is mm-hmm. so, probably a good number. Yeah. 9 yeah, or 10, you know. Yeah. Something around there. Somewhere, somewhere around there, exactly. Uh, I thought the hall was very spacious. You know, yeah. the, the fire marshal did a good job of keeping it spread out. He <laughs> 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 did his job, even though if uh, we might have disagreed here and there a little bit. but His vote counts for more than ours, though. I guess so. I guess, guess so, I guess so you <laughs> know, and Maybe you know, next time when he turns his back, we'll shift some things back. <laughs> um, yeah, he uh he didn't like the uh the streamers very much uh he, he didn't uh he had some issues well, it wasn't
5: the streamers so much as the way that they uh, the, the first way they were running cables right yeah that's like that's that. what so, i mean
0: it, was, yeah, it wasn't a personal thing it yeah. was just that he wasn't happy with how they were they were setting up their gear
5: yeah talking about streamers this is the first year we've had we've had had live streaming of games and yeah and uh we had two of them going we had uh Lyle from Death or Glory, and then Joe from uh, War Games Live that were both streaming 40k games all weekend. They were awesome. They streamed through uh, doubles, and then, well, Lyle came in on, came in on Friday evening, but then okay. the rest of the weekend we had two streams going the That's whole time. Great. Uh, so, I, I guess you want to make sure that we have a Sigmar stream next year. Well,
0: I would like to. Yeah. So if anyone out there listening is a streamer and does Age of Sigmar, you know, again, throw us some, throw us an email, let us know that you're interested in covering the event. Uh, again, if anyone wants to. Communicate with us over doing anything like this, or if you have a game system that you want to add into the GT, shoot us an email at registration at com, and we'll get the email and we'll we'll get back to you and we'll start a conversation.
5: Yeah, because we're going to really have to start planning out space pretty soon, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, we, we're going to have to figure things out, you know. and uh, We're already with in, in negotiations with the Lansing Center to be back next year. Perfect. Yeah. Um, it's, it's going to happen there. It's just a matter of of what kind of space that we can get. Yeah. Uh, we already have the hall that we were in this year locked up. Okay. Um, now it's a matter of finding out whether we can add a, a little bit of space. No, no, no I don't think B's going to happen. Or some of the... Yeah, some of the things across the halls. Yeah. Nice. Not for sure. we got to see if it's open. Well... Uh, yeah. I know B's not. <laughs> A is not C is the only thing available. So the question is, out of the main halls. Yep. So the question is, can we get into some of those side banquet rooms and maybe you know add a little bit of space there? We'll see. Yep. You
5: we know, you got the classrooms on the first and second floor that you know can open up into a single large, right. decently sized hall as well. So.
0: So did you guys all sleep at home?
5: I did. Yes. Okay. Really? I
3: did.
2: And I did, did as well. I'm there? only
0: five minutes. From no, that, I the hear you. Well, I'm you only, ten, those I'm those only ten minutes. I got a room. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I decided that the extra half hour of sleep a day was was worth it. Going to be worth it. Uh, yes, it, it would have been. It was a good decision. Yep. You know, I was I stayed at the Radisson, which is connected to the the convention center, so it was nice to, to get up a half an hour before I needed to be there and just kind of roll <laughs> out of bed, jump in the shower, and then I was there. Uh, I was very pleased with my room. Um, you know, I thought it was uh, well maintained, clean. Uh, the shower mm. and bathroom were in great condition, which is you know, important to me when I'm staying at a place. You know, mm-hmm. the, the beds were comfortable, yeah. pillows were comfortable. Uh the T V showed football. So,
2: <laughs> so. now the Radisson's a really nice hotel. That's actually yeah. where I had my wedding. Oh, okay. So
0: yeah, I was I was completely completely satisfied with it. So um we'll be pairing with them again next year for sure. Nice. And uh we're gonna work on getting our our attendees the best rates we possibly can. And that that's a priority for us going into next year is to, you know, to really make this the best experience that we can for our attendees. You know, um, I can't really speak for the other guys, but I I think I can though. It's a pretty generic statement is, you know, this is something that we do for the community. And I'm also always very appreciative of everyone showing up to come to our event.
5: Absolutely. they have a lot of, on the 40k side I know there are a lot of options going on I mean we have right. this, we have the our events the same weekend as uh Battle for Salvation out in New York and right. other other events going on across country and stuff sure. like that so it's 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 always a
0: It means something when they choose to come to us right, right. instead of going to another option Exactly. You know? and, um I you know I heard that the GW event the weekend before that event definitely stole some some attendees from us um, not a ton, but, you know, there was a number of people who would have traditionally come to My Age of Sigmar events who couldn't make it because they went to New Orleans to go to the official Games Workshop event yeah. oh, uh, sure. previously. And they all said they had a good time, but they all said that I run a better event and they'll be back <laughs> next year. <laughs> so Not to toot my own horn or anything, but, you know, it'll be toot, uh, toot. nice to get those guys back because they were missed. They're, they're fun people. So anything else anyone wants to add in their little recap?
3: No, not I, think,
0: I i mean there's a lot of chatter going on
5: right now i think a lot of people had a good time and are spreading the word and so i'm just uh you know when we open up reg for next year right. and get that's i mean traditionally done around june
0: yeah it'll be around june 1st yeah so. that's, that's traditionally when we do it uh we were a little late this year because of the COVID year but yeah, you know, we normally we normally have it go on june 1st and i mean that's a pretty good yeah. benchmark so if you're looking to come in uh 2022 you know, if you follow our Facebook page, you can't miss the announcements. We're gonna plaster it all over the place. Uh, but yeah, get a feeling, get a feel for June first. That sounds about right. And uh, we're looking at coming back even better than we were this year. I mean, that's our goal every year, right? To be a little bit better than the year before. Right. So.
5: And uh, like like you were saying earlier, if uh, if people are like really passionate about a game system and want to you know help run the run an event for that game system, whether that be you know, one of the, you know, whether that be 40K or Necromunda or something like that or some, you know, Battletech or... Right. We've never had a Battletech game run
0: yeah. here. That'd be
1: pretty cool to see Battletech. there. It would be cool. I right. know with the new stuff coming out for Battletech, there's a lot of people that are jumping on Battletech. Right.
0: right. You know, or maybe even if you're a 40K player, you know, and you just aren't comfortable playing in a large event yet, but you still want to participate, you know, step up and volunteer and, you know, and help run the event. And definitely
5: you know? use extra staff. Oh, absolutely.
0: You know. We, we're desperate for staff, yeah. you know, I mean, there's... Not many of us to handle 700 people.
5: John, 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 and Eric did a great job, but um, I would, I had, uh, I had five rule staff, you know, lined up from right. on Wednesday, and then each day on there on basically somebody had something come had up, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. somebody, I, got, somebody got, somebody got sick. Somebody's wife got sick. Sure. You know, other life happens. Course, right. Life happens. That, and it right. goes, heck, I know. was supposed to play in the event. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, nah, I'll help. No big yeah. deal. Yeah, and we appreciate yeah. that definitely. help too. Definitely. You know, yeah.
0: I
5: mean, actually, uh, you know, Brad Chester was actually offering to k- drop and help me run the event, oh, and I was that like, seven? Yeah, I, I, I,
0: well, good for I mean, him. that yeah, He did. Yeah, no, yeah. He wouldn't be number one
5: right <laughs> That's now. That's right? right. I guess he's
0: pretty, probably pretty <laughs> glad <laughs> that I didn't, didn't oh, yeah, accept I, his <laughs> offer. But <and> then, uh, <laughs> you know, CK <laughs> had to go to Korea. CK to Another one. I mean, just kind of a weird year. Right. Yeah. Definitely.
5: So for sure. But yeah, we can definitely use. You know. Who will be interested in volunteering and right?
0: Uh, yeah, please step up. Well, we could use the help, and uh, and it'd be greatly appreciated. And it's it's just a great way to give back to the community that gives us so much, right?
5: And eternal glory, and riches, and fame.
0: Yeah, in fact, I, I'll <laughs> offer anyone who volunteers, I'll match my salary that I get from the GT.
5: I also will toss my salary. In there. All is, right, is,
0: sweet, is, is... Eric. You gonna give yours? Sure, all right, Rick. Yeah. I get a salary? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Mine, mine's negative. Yours is negative? Just throwing this out, but it's oh, so not they'll, a big deal. They'll have to pay you. <laughs> so you'll get all the volunteers yeah. there. No, no. <laughs> all right,
0: well, with that, I think we're going we're gonna to end this segment. We're going to say goodbye to Bill. He's got to get to work in the morning. I want to thank everyone who came out to the GT this year and attended. We really appreciate you coming out. And for anyone who's listening that didn't come, you missed out. So make sure you make it next year. Make it
2: next year. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be worth it. All right. We'll see you soon. Good night.
4: Mats by Mars is a St. Louis company started in 2014. Taking their route from the skirmish game Malifaux and the need to set up games faster, Mats by Mars developed battle mats that come pre-printed with the overlay of the deployment zones and objectives. Mats by Mars provides battle mats for all sorts of games, including D&D, as seen on Critical Role, Blood Bowl, Star Wars X-Wing and Legion, Marvel Crisis Protocol, and many more. Now they have expanded their selection to over 40 designs in a variety of different sizes and overlays, including, but not limited to, custom printed mats for your needs. Mats by Mars prints on an ultra-matte vinyl material that is very different from all the other vinyl mat makers out there, while keeping the same high-quality prints and portability in mind. Keep gaming beautifully, Martians. Learn more at matsbymars.com.
0: All right, welcome back, everyone. Joining us tonight here is Eric Saffin. Eric is the lucky grand winner of the grand prize at the charity auction at the GT this year. Congrats, Eric. Thank you so much, guys. So, uh, what'd you think about winning that award?
6: I tell you, I was so surprised and so happy uh, seeing the winning ticket. I w- literally, guys, my hands were shaking with excitement.
0: Well,
3: that's was- <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So, if if you don't mind sharing, uh, how much did you invest in that winning prize? Uh, I donated twenty dollars towards the uh, Table War charity. Oh, fantastic. Well, that was probably the best 20 bucks you've ever spent. mm
6: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Pretty darn close.
0: <laughs> well, awesome. Uh, I was very excited to see it go to someone who plays Age of Sigmar and uh, have it be someone who could actually, you know, use the Army in their hobby as it stands today. That's really cool. So, yeah, I
6: mean, I, I was super happy to, to get it. i am uh, traditionally been a Chaos player for a long time, uh, both 40K and... Age of Sigmar. Oh,
0: wow. So double use then. Heck yeah. So that's great. That's the way to do it, right? Absolutely. So, Eric, you are lucky enough to be on here with another Eric, Eric Gibbs, who's the artist that painted that army. Do you have any questions for the artist?
6: Oh, man, Eric. So the thing I would really like to ask is how much time did you put in to those figures? Because they are spectacular
2: a combined total of just over 200 hours about 207 if i clocked it correctly Ooh.
0: yeah that's a serious investment in time and that's a serious donation that yeah. you gave to the Thank charity you. by by doing that and uh i was blown away when i saw him i was really really impressed
2: you, you really went above and beyond yeah, and i put a lot of time and effort into those models
0: yeah, for sure. I, I, it was completely obvious, completely obvious. <laughs> Very. You know, and for you listeners out there, we're going to be getting some pictures up of that charity army here shortly, so that everyone can take a look at it online. And uh, yeah, you you really did the charity justice this year. Thank and, you. And uh, and boy, did it make a difference because I mean the the donations were were massive. You know, quite a bit larger than what we've ever had before. So impressive. speaking
1: of the donations and the charity, what is the charity all about? Because, I mean, we got some new listeners. so Right,
0: very very true. So, yeah, if you guys aren't aware and haven't been following us, uh, we partnered up with Table War Charities this okay. year. And Table War Charities was founded uh, by Todd of Table War, and he has an autistic son. Okay. And so they've ran into some issues, if I understand all this right, but I think I got it. Uh, they ran into some issues uh, – Going back and forth with schools as far as uh, getting the assistance his autistic child needed in school, and what their rights were as a family with a special needs child. Yeah. Versus what the rights of the schools were and that kind of thing. There's a there's a lot of
1: there's a lot behind the scenes. There's I a was, lot. My wife is a special needs teacher. Yeah, very so.
0: very much so. And and then there's just a lot of confusion as far as you know what they should be pro- providing for your child and what you should be providing for your child and this kind of thing, and the they really felt that they wished that there was a third party that could get involved to kind of help guide families through this process. So Table Word Charities is a is a foundation that he put together to do exactly that. So what they do is they come in as advocates of autistic fam- families with autistic children and help them get the assistance that they need from
1: the schools. So this is an amazing charity across the board oh, and yeah, an amazing paint job. Right. Thank
2: you. you know, it was yeah. an honor to paint for the, for the charity itself as well. Yeah, very cool. Can't wait to do it again next year. <laughs> so,
0: so, Eric is the winner. Uh, Eric Saffin. Uh, can we get that in writing? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Already right, right, planning on it. So, uh, what is what is the first thing you're going to do with this Charity Army? Oh man. Uh, I think I'm going
6: to have to run uh, an army or a legion of the last prince, a legion of the first prince, Bellacore and all the greater demons and see if I can crush some older units. Oh, uh, those th- yeah, those dirty storm cats don't yeah. don't belong on my table.
3: Yeah, a holes, right?
0: <laughs> so, uh, Eric Gibbs, why don't you give a description of what you painted up? There so, was a total of nine models. There was right? nine
2: models. Um, I painted a, a Bellicor, a, a Lord of Change with staff, a Great Unclean one with the flail, uh, a Keeper of Secrets with the. Um, Sinister Hand and I also painted up a bloodthirster of Incent Rage with the giant axe. And I also painted up four custom 3D printed models. Um, one of each demon prints. So for, for each of the four casts. One gods. of the four gods yeah. for each one. So
0: and if you guys listening don't play uh, 40k or Age of Sigmar, they were just eight awesome looking giant demons.
2: They were, they were the demon princes themselves. Were about, I would say, one and a half times the size of a normal demon prince. Yeah, they were. Uh, they were big demon princes the, for sure. The corn yeah. uh, one specifically was the same size as, <laughs> as the Bluthers, who just with he, teeny wings. He, he, was, <laughs> he was huge, and, and they really
0: weren't teeny wings no, either. they, were, no, they gonna, were. They were all folded, were folded up, folded right? Type, exactly.
2: But, um, I ended up taking pictures there, so I'll get Jeff those pictures and uh, make sure those all get posted up. Yeah, we'll, we'll get them put up.
0: So. Yeah, Eric, congratulations again on winning that prize, man. That was super awesome, and I'm very happy for you.
6: Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Uh, and Eric, thanks for donating them. Awesome paid job. Can't wait to see what you put out next year.
2: Definitely. Thank you. Let me know if you need to add anything to it. I'm more than willing to help with you. So, w- you know, go yeah, ahead, go ahead Eric.
6: Go ahead. Gonna, I was going to say that that's going to happen. The, the just awesome blending in on that keeper of secrets i think there's going to be some emails coming your way real soon
0: thank you very cool right on. so uh without actually committing mr gibbs what are we thinking for next year i mean this isn't set in stone mind you if you're listening <laughs> yeah. uh but you know w- do you have any thoughts
2: so i personally would like to do i don't know it looks like bill's um, writing up the contract a little bit <laughs> smaller um so i mean when you put the points down on paper there's about well, twenty five hundred points in demons just with the large scale models. Right. Um, breaking that up over Age of Sigmar and forty K with like maybe two or three, maybe even four small thousand point armies. Okay. Really gives more of a option for people and more ump for them to want to donate.
0: Right. Um oh, yeah. and
2: potentially win something. And then that also opens up uh me to potentially paint more of their army as, finish, finish as it a whole off for somebody, yeah so instead Mormon. of just an ally force it's right we can build it up to 2,000 or however many points they want to play
0: cool it sounds like a really good idea so no i'm so, excited got any factions in mind
2: um i would love to do tyranids oh tyranids uh, like a lot of fun tyranids are getting a new book in december Ooh. so that's kind of a new little umph and start right. if we start that soon we can end up rolling that out and posting pictures up as we go okay I'd love to do stuff with the uh, uh, oo uh, I don't know if anybody's ever heard of that, but mm-hmm. it's just like real stringy glue that you can right. dye. Yeah, I've played with it, and it looks like uh, slime or blood. Right. So it'd be kind of cool to get some mucusy yeah. stuff going on in the teared in mouths and the yeah. claws. So can,
0: yeah, so like like picture aliens. Yeah, you know, you know when, something. When a little when the cool. Alien is drooling down, you know, and the, acid, the acid's dripping. Yeah, in its mouth. you know
2: something something unique. I yeah. mean, granted, you can't really touch them as much on the claws right. and all sure. that. Sure,
0: yeah, yeah, much more of a display
2: almost yeah, at that yeah, point. Gotta but, be careful, but yeah, it's something like that would be awesome. Um,
1: and that would be really cool to, like, get pictures of the process. Yeah, as we maybe, go. When you look at the stuff that happens with the GT, people don't see all the behind the scenes.
0: Oh, no, not
1: yeah. at least. Something like this is something they could easily see right. and get excited about it coming up to the GT.
0: It's yeah. like, I want that. I, I got to be I honest, agree. Rick. I, I asked Eric for pictures many, many times throughout the process. <laughs> he I, did. yeah. But so I was ignored.
2: Uh, well, it wasn't necessarily ignored. It's, it's a conflict for me because um, I also stream right oh As well yeah. so um just give me screenshots of your stream it, it, I, I actually didn't stream any of it <laughs> oh, oh,
0: you did? because
2: it uh i started to and i had to stop because i was spending so much time on the stream just talking to people Oh, i yeah, wasn't getting direct, anything accomplished yep. so i i <laughs> legitimately shut the stream down for about two months and said hey i'm i'm not available um my partner and i decided not to stream at all and we just Kept it on the down low. Now, that's yeah. some serious dedication. So, it, sure. I mean, yeah, it was more than just time and effort. I mean, it was a commitment of me wow. taking away, you know, a little potential income on myself, too, to say, hey, this is this is where I need to be. You know, I'm, I'm dedicated to this. This is a good cause, and I, I'm going to continue doing it to the best of my ability.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. well, you, you really knocked it out of the park. Thank so, you. Uh, why don't you give yourself a little plug in yeah. real quick?
2: So, um, I am one of the owners of team bad decisions. Uh, we are a 40 K community, um, that prides ourselves on going to large events and going for best in show. Uh, we choose to not go for battle points whatsoever because we're more of a hobby based, uh, team. Um, from there, I ended up actually starting to, uh, my own business. Once COVID hit, I ended up uh, stopping work and, uh, started this up where I was, uh, professionally painting um, and created TBD Hobbies, uh, which is just the our off-brand and um, ended up more based on the social media side. So we have a Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash TBD Hobbies, and we also stream on Mondays and Thursdays at 8 o'clock. And we go till anywhere between 9, 10, sometimes 11, depending on our mood. Um, and that uh, link is uh, twitch.tv slash TBD Hobbies.
0: And that's TBD as in Team Bad Decisions. Correct. Awesome. Well, again, so, Mr. Gibbs, thank you very much for all you. your, your efforts into the Charity Army. It is very much appreciated uh, by the GT itself. And I'm, I bet you I can speak for uh, Eric Saffin here and say he appreciated <laughs> it too.
6: Oh, man. Absolutely. Amazing work, man. Thank you. So impressive.
0: Well, very cool. Well, hey, guys, thanks for joining us. And, Eric, I'm going to let you go. I know you got to work in the morning. So thanks for your time and uh, congratulations once again. And next year I want to see some chaos armies in the Age of Sigmar events. (laughs) You got it. Thanks for having me, guys. Take care,
2: man. Have a good night. Have a good night, bud.
4: TBD Hobbies is a professional commission miniature painting service located in Lansing, Michigan. We offer our clients a personal and friendly service from start to finish with the highest professionalism possible. Whether it be one model or an entire army, we dedicate ourselves on giving you a completed project you'd be proud to put on the table. Our commitment to you is providing excellent communication and diligence to your project and making sure it is completed on a timely manner. We wish to be helpful and aid you in choosing in a paint and basing scheme that not only follows what you're looking for but is also eye-catching to fellow hobbyists. We pride ourselves in our attention to detail as well as an extremely high-quality paint job. The models we paint use different techniques from airbrushing to hand painting, wet blending to washes, and oils to pigments. No technique is out of the realm of our skills. TBD Hobbies also streams on Twitch, thus giving our clients as well as fellow gamers a front row seat in watching projects come to life. We help people from beginners to veterans by walking through and showing different painting techniques, helping advance everyone's painting skills. There is no project that we are unable to complete for you. You can find us on Facebook.com slash TBD Hobbies or Twitch.tv slash TBD Hobbies.
0: Hey Rick. Yes. What time is it? It's hobby time. It's hobby time. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we're post GT. I'm I'm post having to slave <laughs> on on terrain and and getting prepared for my this huge event that we just did. So now it's time to actually work on my own stuff.
1: Yeah, your own stuff. Own stuff.
0: My own stuff. Own stuff. Exactly.
1: And, and it's funny because. We've kind of been working on the same stuff. I mean, I've been doing some research. Right. But you got the models in hand. We both found a new game at the GT for we the did. most part. Yes,
0: yes. Now, I've been eyeing from afar for a while now.
1: I've seen bits and pieces here, okay. going into a shop and seeing it. Right. And it was like, eh. Your I hand, don't know. Really? I was. See, well, because remember, Kings of War. Right. I do a lot of Kings of War with the guys. Sure. So it was just another... Rank and Flake game. Okay. I'm not really sure. Right. But then I saw the models, like, in person. Okay. That changed everything. So, obviously, the game we're talking about... Is Conquest. Last Argument of Kings is the full name.
0: That's right. Conquest, The Last Argument of Kings. So, I've been eyeing this... Oh, my God. (laughs) All right. So, I've been eyeing this for a while now. Okay. And uh, as has my friend Ryan, we've been kind of looking at it, right? Yeah. And... This was on Thursday. We were having this discussion, and I've been like, are you going to get it? He goes, I don't know. Are you going to get it? And I'm like, no. (laughs) You know, I have uh, Ian from Golden Rhino Games driving up to Lansing today, and he's leaving at like 1 o'clock, and I think if we can get our order in this morning, we can have it delivered to us this afternoon. So we each uh, picked out a couple things and put right. our orders in, and that afternoon we had it in our hands.
1: And I, I now have some of your stuff in my well, hands, checking you, it out. Right. So you. Holy shit!
0: Holy, holy <laughs> shit! It's Jeez. pretty cool stuff. So what Rick is actually looking at now is a box of I. What are they called? The blooded. Uh. The, Wadru- no, Braves. the Braves. Wadruin, yeah, this is the, the Wadroon Braves. Braves, which also make the blooded. But I built them as Braves. Sure. So I have a, a box set of twelve Braves that that Rick's looking at that I have been assembling the last couple of nights. This flag, this flag bearer is amazing. <laughs> he's really cool. Uh, he's a little unbalanced, but sure. Uh, nothing that a, that a couple of uh, washes or something can't fix. And then. Also in there uh, are the, the two resin character models, and the one that he's really looking at and drooling over <laughs> is um, well, yeah, he's the Predator, and and he looks a lot like a the, predator. The predator, from the, the Schwarzenegger movie.
1: He really does. The details amazing.
0: Yeah, it's like a cross between the Predator and an orc, and and, yeah. he, and he
1: he looks awesome. The fact that he's on a. a Dinosaur head. skull,
0: yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's he's a great pose. That's perfect, super cool model. Uh, I have a couple of of comments about the range. Uh, okay, so I'm a slightly disappointed that the bases are so small.
1: Yeah, I was. The bases are pretty small. They're very
0: small for the size of the models. Now, I know they go on the you know The, the, larger the movement trays, the movement but trays.
1: they're still, so you have two different ways of playing the game.
0: Right, you can go the skirmish level, which is first blood, Conquest yep. first blood, or you can go the full more rank and flank, which is the last argument of kings. Yeah. Um, which is the one that appeals to me. The skirmish, <laughs> whatever, I can give or take, you know, <laughs> take it or leave the, sk- the skirmish. Um, So, yeah, I was, you know, I had, the, you know, the models are, they're 38 38, 38 millimeter. 40 millimeter, yeah. The 38 millimeter, which is means they're substantially larger yep. than a standard 40k, uh, Kings of War. Oh, yeah, Age of Sigmar. Uh, they're they're quite a bit bigger than those models, which is what is really attracting me to the game. From I, a painting
1: perspective, I, from that's from a painting awesome. perspective,
0: I'm, I'm a big hobbyist, yep. so you know, I want a large palette to paint, and this is what hey, is those are definitely me, large palettes right, pulling me towards the game. <laughs>
1: But, yeah, I see the, the base is...
0: It's very small. It's like a 25-millimeter base for this ginormous model. It might be a 28-millimeter base, but it's not big. No, that's
1: a 25 because that's, that's the same size okay. as my dead zone bases. Right. Which are 28-millimeter models.
0: Sure. It's it's a very small wow. base for the size of the model. That's, that's my biggest complaint thus far. Okay. Um, my only other major complaint is that the kits were... It's a little generic. Sure. So there's... Only four poses out of the twelve models, or you okay. know, But I guess the arms are interchangeable, interposable. So I was sure. able to get some variety. Uh, I didn't love how the joints fitted up. It okay. was just flat surface on flat surface. You know, there was yeah, it was
1: not a lot of ball joint or
0: no, not at all. So that took some. It was a little simpler than what I'm used to now. <laughs> with with the GV, a little throwback with, for you very much so yeah <laughs> a little simpler than what we go with the gw kits nowadays sure um that being said after they're put together they look pretty good um, i think actually i think they look quite good uh, there's I, just they a, really do. a couple of the poses were just kind of a little awkward with how sure. the spear arms were and that kind of thing but yeah. you know i'm i'm one for variety i just don't want you know, a unit of twelve guys where every that's the third tough guy looks exactly the same.
1: Yeah, that's the tough part with rank and flank though, because yes you, you do you are gonna have guys that look the same. Yeah, you are. That's
0: uh, true. Uh I was pleased with the number of heads in, okay. in the box set. So okay. So I, how you know, many
1: models were in the box set? Twelve. Twelve models, how many heads?
0: <laughs> well hold on so you I mean so, you know you had four sprues repeated. Yep. Um and on that single sprue There was probably seven to eight heads.
1: Oh, that's a good amount of heads. Yeah, yeah. So there's... So you really can, I mean... Right. From a painting perspective, you can definitely... Right. I I think out of the 12
0: models, I only have, I think, two or three heads repeated. Okay. So that's pretty good. Yeah. And then there is a, a separate sprue that comes, a smaller sprue that comes in that you have times three as well, that is the pieces to make them the alternate kit. Okay. So the blooded. The blooded for them. So, yeah, there was, I think, five or six heads on that sprue. So the the heads are, it's the heads and the way it's equipped. So the Braves I equipped with spear and shield, right, where the blood are going to come with two hand-to-hand weapons. That's pretty awesome. So the rest (laughs) of the sprues are loaded with hand-to-hand weapons. So I had a lot of extra bits left over. Uh, Not sure what I would do with them, but.
1: Because of their size, it might be a little bit difficult to throw them in. Other Just a regular bit box. yeah. For yeah.
0: sure. But, you know, I'll but. hold on to them because you never know. And, um, yeah, the uh, they, they went together pretty well. You know, yeah. it was it was an interesting assembly. Little, a <laughs> little different from what I've been used to the last X number of years. You which know?
1: which ain't a bad thing coming nope. out of the GT. Right. So you can actually relax, and it's a simple kit. Yes. So it works. So yeah. it keeps you going with that hobby and yes, keeps that energy going.
0: Right. Oh, that was the other thing I was going to say. Um... So there, you know, it comes with the command. So there's a banner bearer and a leader okay. in the box set as well. Uh, and I thought that was really cool that there was two leader heads. Oh, options. And uh, two banners as well. Okay. So, you know, when I build the opposite kit, because I bought the starter box for the Wadrune, Okay. which are the orcs of the yeah. Conquest. Uh, so I bought the starter box. So that came with... Uh, two of those boxes, so the Brave slash Blooded, and then it came with a box of the Slingers, so the, the ranged unit, and then it came with both of the characters that you see there. The, okay.
1: The, um, the Predator. That's not right. a bad kit. No. I mean, no it, starter. Right. When it comes to starters, so that's, that's always the tough thing when you get into a new game is you go out and you buy the starter. Right. And then you open it and you realize you can't even play the game. Correct. There's a lot of these games that that's kind of the shtick is well, buy the starter so it gets you started. Right. And then you got to actually buy more to play. Sure. It's looking like there's enough in here to actually play a good starter game. Small
0: game for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so you're getting three infantry units and two characters. That's what you get. It was 150 bucks, It's not bad. Uh, which basically came out to a free character. Yeah. So, well, actually, no, that's not true because those box sets are 40 bucks a pop. So I guess three times four, yeah, three times yeah. four is one twenty, and the characters are twenty five, so that's that one one forty five. So yeah, free character plus it came with uh, a rule book inside. Now I think it's actually an out of date rule book because they just dropped the newest I, edition, sure. uh, but no big deal, whatever. The rules but you are still free get the online. Basics of yeah.
1: the game with that rule book, anyways. Right.
0: Uh, it also came with like some cards, like the, the card yeah, because there's a card mechanic to yeah, the game. I'm not deep into the rules. <laughs> we yet. haven't gotten there yet. We're right, not there yet, uh, which we will get there and we'll yeah. talk about it. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. I think the models are super cool. Awesome. Um, so my goal is to get the three boxes all assembled, and then I'm going to get some primer on them, and then we're going to start painting.
1: Cool. And we'll get some pictures of it. Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I'll definitely
0: put some pictures up. Yeah, super excited for that. Um, right on. Yeah. So um, I'm stoked. So are you looking at any factions for yourself? I am. What are you looking at? <laughs> I'm looking at the
1: the dwarves. They yeah. have a really weird name for yeah, them. Yeah,
0: like the Dwaygum? Dway- Dway- Dwaygor? Dwaygor? Yeah, I think Something like that, Something like Dwaygor. That. Those models uh, look great. They're
1: pretty sweet-looking models. Yeah. And so for me, the dwarves, Dwargar, yeah. we'll figure that part out. They actually will have a dual purpose for me. Okay. Um, Because of the way the models look. And right. the way they've done their dwarves, they actually can play well as Kings of War ogres. Oh, yeah.
0: All right, and they're probably about and the ogres the, are
1: the bigger right, size yeah, in about Kings about the of War scale,
0: right? Yep. Yeah, because it's a bigger base yeah. scale. So in the Kings of War, it'd be bumped up.
1: Yeah. So they might have a little dual purpose for me. Indeed,
0: that's <laughs> that's great.
1: Yeah. Uh So looking at those.
0: You know, I, I really like uh, their, you know, throwback dwarves. So, you know, they're your typical yeah. Tolkien. They, they're from the armored, mountains, super from, armored. Right. They're
1: great at building. Right.
0: They don't have crazy mohawks no. on fire or anything. Well, they have some guys no, have
1: fire. they definitely got you know, some fire. They do have some fire. Because it's cool because they were born from dragons.
0: Okay. I, I hadn't uh, got to. The I started getting into in the market.
1: lore, and they were born from dragons. The dragons made them. Okay. Um, so they're really big on building and fire and creating all these l- treasures for the dragons. Okay. Uh, so Super that's a little cool. bit, and there's a lot more to it. Like I'm pretty impressed with the amount of lore that Parabellum has put out with this game.
0: Yeah, they have. I've been digging through it. So like the Wadruun, they were created by the Spire. <laughs> so they were created as basically a weapon of war. Yep. To fight against, I think the Dominion, is why they were designed to fight. I think I could have that I, wrong, but we'll get into yeah, it. They were, designed, <laughs> they were designed as a weapon of war, and then yeah. things kind of went out of control, and they broke free, and now they're on their own.
1: That it's kind of what happened to the Dorgar or whatever they are. Okay. Um, they kind of they were really peaceful and just worked for the dragons. Great. And then started having little parties that didn't necessarily agree. Okay. And the dragon said, no, we're done with you. <laughs> 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 and they broke up. And there's a lot of infighting with the dwarves. Okay. So if you go to the, the, the D&D world, the, right. uh, the Duargar and the Grey Dwarves sure. and that infighting these, stuff like separate, that's constantly separate, happening. Some sub-races kind of. Yeah, that's kind of what's happening right. with them in the world right now. Interesting. Yeah, it's kind of... it's. It's pretty uh in depth and it's keeping yeah. my eye.
0: Yeah, definitely for sure. You know, and there's some really cool factions out there. I mean, the, the,
1: the So there's uh, 5 now. There's 5. And there's two more coming.
0: Right. Right? So yeah, yeah, out now we still we on top of the two that we've talked about, there's the Nords.
1: The Nords, which is sure it's kind of the Vikings. Vikings. Incredible. And then you have the 100 oh, the,
0: the 100 cities? 100 cities, 100 armies or something. It's, it's the humans. Yeah. Well, there's multiple human factions. Well, so, yeah, uh, it's the 100 Cities. Yeah, so these are like the remnants of the old uh, empire, kind of. Okay. So there was like this great empire that kind of spanned the continent, and there was a god who was in charge, and he kind of freaked out, spun (laughs) out of control, (laughs) shattered the empire, and these are like the refugees that that escaped the empire, kind of. And then we have the spire, who are kind of like the high elves. You know, they're very manipulative, kind of controlling things overall. Uh, and I think that's, yeah, that's the five current factions yeah, that's the that five. are have, Right. So I guess in Q1 of next year, they're going to be dropping the Dominion, who are basically uh, talking to one of the guys from Parabellum at the GT. He gave a description of them as Byzantine skeletons or Byzantine undead. All right. Which that sounds completely amazing. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah, as a general undead player, I'm intrigued.
0: (laughs) I think that sounds way cool. And then uh, the other one that I am completely over the moon about is the the city-states. So the city-states are another... What they were, they were kind of the colonies of the Dominion. And so some powers that be kind of saw the fall of the Dominion coming... So what they did is they kind of moved their, their brightest in minds into these colonies. Oh, sure. And as well as some of their soldiers and that kind of thing. So when the Dominion fell, you know, the, the literature and the intelligence of the Dominion would live on. Well, there was a lot of, uh, it then developed a lot of infighting, inbreeding, and yep. things just never go as planned. <laughs> right? And so you have all these city-states now that all war amongst each other and hate each other but they're basically the you know the the pure bloods of the dominion you know the descendants of the pure okay. bloods and that their theme their theme when what they look like are Spartan hoplites and they look okay fun, phenomenal yeah and and they're heavy they're heavy guys okay minotaurs cool
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: second guessing my dwarves oh, now <laughs> uh, we,
0: Amazing looking. Um no, I, I will be getting a second army when they come out. Oh yeah. I will not be able to resist
1: that. Resist the right. urge.
0: Yeah, they they just look fantastic.
1: That's um, pretty yeah, sweet.
0: The the parabellum guy had a photograph of one of the hoplite yeah models, which I was drooling over immediately when I saw it. <laughs> so yeah, so that's uh that's our little project going forward here, which right I'm sure we'll be discussing. we'll dig into more of this as we get into the game and get some and
1: get some games actually in right
0: get some games in uh talk about how our hobby with it's going and just what's what's piquing our interest with this new game that we're going to try out
1: and i did uh so i also spent some time at the gt talking to some of the other games right um to find out how their games play so like Myself, I've never played Legion. I own it, okay, but I've never played it, okay. Uh, so I reached out to some of the local players that were at the GT. Sure,
0: I've never played it as well. Now I've seen it played at my house a bunch of times. <laughs> well, that's one more uh, step than I have. Right. Some of, well, some of the guys in my in my you know gaming club, yeah, they like Star Wars and Legion, and sure. so they go at it. Uh, I've never. I'm not a huge sci-fi game fan. Sure, um, you know I've played 40K forever, uh, and that has a special place in my heart. Well, but I'm not. It's a rarity. I, I'm not a big sci-fi guy. Yeah, you like the fantasy. Much more of a fantasy guy, and the fact that I really got into 40k in the first place was really <laughs> kind of odd because I'm not super attracted to science fiction. Sure. Uh, so when they started playing Star Wars, I'm just like kind of like, eh. You and know, there's. I'll come over here and play something else. There's four factions. You know. It, yeah. It seems repetitive and kind of boring, and for me.
1: For you. Right. It, it, and that's kind of the thing, that that's the great thing about things like the GT, is you have all these extra games. Right. Um, so, like, obviously, we're going to get into Conquest and check that out. Sure. Um, I'm going to bug your ear for some Age of, Age of Sigmar, because I haven't played the new stuff. I played right. when it first came um, out, wait, and it was like... Totally different uh, game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then talk to some of the other guys that have played some of the other games, like even Free Blades. Check it out. Sure, find out about these yeah, games I, that are at the GT. I
0: did a demo of free games uh, for free games, <laughs> free, free Blades, uh, a number of years ago. Okay, uh, right, kind of right after it first came out. Sure, uh, they were premiering it at Adepticon, okay. and and I knew one sense. of the guys that was on that team in in their early days. He's since left. Um. But you know he was running some demos, and you know he said, "Hey, come on, check this out." You know, so I did, and it was fun. You know, I had a good time. You know, it's a very small skirmish game. You know, you're usually looking at five, six models. All right. Uh, on a pretty big map, it almost feels like kind of like a, um, almost like a D and D adventure in a lot of ways. Um,
1: that has some intrigue to it, right?
0: Yeah, it, it was it was pretty. Cool. It's like some
1: of those uh, miniature agnostic games I've been checking out lately. Like, uh, was it Stargrave?
0: Yeah, and Frostgrave. Frostgrave and Stargrave. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which are made by Osprey by the way, which
3: is very mm-hmm. interesting. You know, <laughs> that,
0: you know, for eons they've been releasing those awesome uh, you know, military picture books basically. Yeah. You know, and then for them to come out and with an actual game. And they're game. actually
1: pretty good games, too.
0: Yeah, I've heard great things about uh, them. I never played them.
1: Yeah, I I've, I've played both Frostgrave and Stargrave. And, okay.
0: Did you enjoy uh, it?
1: I did. And Stargrave's kind of like a almost like a Two point five, sorry, a one point five kind of edition. Okay, so it uh, kind of ups the ante on Frostgrave, and gives you a little bit more detail into a couple different things. Okay, but it's the same system, right? Just set Except in sci-fi in and fantasy
0: versus fantasy.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, now, they're pretty fun games, but they they definitely have that D and D feel video. to them when you're playing them. Right. Uh, That's because, what I've heard. Yeah, because it's one of those games where I don't necessarily have to play against you. We can play together against the game.
0: Okay, so well, it brings that, that into interesting. it. Interesting. Now, do your characters like level up and stuff? Yep. Okay, so it's you're, very D anD D feeling.
1: Yeah, and like with uh, Stargrave, you're a captain, and you have a first mate, and you have some soldiers. And you shirts. have some grunts. Okay. Yeah. So you get, um, and you can level everything up Riker as you're playing. Riker and
3: Picard. Oh yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, from. Uh, that's what I plan on doing for this year is like learning some of these new games.
0: Yeah, that'd be cool. And getting
1: in there and helping them get the word out too.
0: Right. You know, and yeah, that's that's a big mission. You know, going forward. You know, I think most of the GW stuff we got nailed down. Uh, as far it seemed as seemed like it, <laughs> it seemed pretty nailed down uh, to me. As far as the GT is concerned, you know, um, you know, as we talked with Bill and Eric earlier, yeah. One thing that we didn't really cover is that one of our focuses for 2022 is to do a pretty big overhaul for the terrain for the 40K event. Awesome. Uh, It's something that, you know, now that a lot of this terrain has been played on for eight events, uh, that's a lot of packing and unpacking of some pretty fragile things. Yeah. So, you know, they're starting to show their age a little bit. Sure. And so one of the things that we want to do is to really, you know, take that terrain to an you know, a, a more updated level. You know, get that terrain more in line with the, the current rule set for
1: 40k. So, with their new rule set, or with age? <laughs> what do you mean? Well, your scenery's pretty off the hook.
0: Oh, for Age of Sigmar. <laughs> oh well, yeah, it's it's not going to touch Age of Sigmar just because I do Age of Sigmar.
1: Because <laughs> that's your baby. That's
0: my baby, and and I and I and I hold my event to a very yes. very high standard. And, you know,
1: but it's going to get a nice, fresh look and be more in line with the new rules. Right. Right. Because yes. there's something about like five inches or something like that. Right. On yeah. You certain want certain buildings.
0: Yes. You need Yeah, you, know, you want five inches coherency rules. So coherency want your rules. you the floors yeah. to be five inches apart and the buildings have to be five inches tall to block line a site and blah, 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 blah. blah. <laughs> you know, and and, and, and it is, is what it is. And we, sure. we definitely want to have, you know, our terrain at the event meet the standards of the game. Oh, yeah, you know, that's, definitely. That's very important. So that's what we're gonna do. You know, right we're gonna, we know that's uh, that's something that needs to be addressed, and it will be addressed for next year. Cool. Yeah, we got a whole year to actually get it done now.
1: <laughs> yep. Right. Uh, so, hobby wise, for me, yeah. Well, yeah Sorry, right. yeah, right. we just blew. No, right past we that. just gotta keep going. All right. Um, what are you so... on? So, actually, I'm pretty excited. Uh, so, our Dead Zone tournament at the GT was the last second edition Dead Zone tournament.
0: Oh, oh, that's right. you got a new edition coming out. Third
1: edition comes out on the 25th of October. Great. Um, starting next week on Thursday and Friday, I have demos, uh, both at Evolution Games and a game shop over in Grand Rapids called
0: oh. Out of the Box oh, Games. Out of the Box. Okay. I've I, never been there. Me neither. All right. I want to review... All right. I want to review next next episode. Okay. That we record, which will be after you have that event. Yep. And I want to hear about. I, I want to hear about every game store in the state. All right. You know, so. well, we
1: can definitely start working on that because we know a few of them.
0: We know. Yeah. <laughs> we, know, we know a lot of them, and you know it's important that our listeners know where to go. To, yeah. You know to find those places to to pick up our awesome little toys.
1: Yes, definitely. But yeah, I've been working on that a little bit, and then starting a forty k project.
0: Oh, what's your project?
1: Uh so I'm a big mantic guy, so yeah. Dead Zone is my game. Right. Uh Dead Zone has a faction in it called the Enforcers. Okay. They're kinda your space marine style. All right. Uh they're a little smaller than Space Marines.
0: A little little thinner. Yeah. Yeah, not quite as bulked out.
1: Yeah. They Yeah, thinner's a better way to put it. Right. well, uh, well they remind me of like Space Cop. Right. Like Ro- uh Robocop. Robocop.
0: Yeah. yeah that's rather, the one I was looking for. rather than huge bulky yeah tank man
1: now admitted they do have their peacekeepers which are the big bulky yeah Um, but I'm gonna turn an entire force of enforcers into a 40k army oh cool Uh, just as a fun project for myself right kind of and figure out some of the traditional paint schemes okay for a space marine faction that I'm
0: still trying to figure out which one okay. I was would gonna ask, you, best. ask if you knew what book you're gonna play on. Um, sounding to me like talking to Bill and Eric like Grey Knights might be the way to go, I, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's I want to use something that has some flyers in it that has bikes,
0: okay, uh, so like flying tanks by, fly, by flyers or by jump infantry,
1: like uh, some type of mobile flight, uh, because in. With Dead Zone, I have flyers that are kind of like jets.
0: Kind of like jets. So okay. So, yeah, yeah they definitely... So, so can, they carry yeah.
1: they carry in Warpath, uh, the larger Dead Zone version. They right. carry seven to eight models.
0: Okay. So, it's like a so flying, it's flying transport. Flying transport, like, but weapons. All right. They have a little like a bit storm, of all of that. Like a Storm Raven kind of Yeah, kind of like a Storm Raven. In, in 40K. Now, how, yeah. how large is the model?
1: Um, What's that?
0: Oh, so it's a legit so, big plastic yeah, kit. It's a... Pretty decent sized kit. So, uh, for you listeners, Rick was holding (laughs) holding out my hands about about 12 12 inches inches. (laughs) (laughs) apart.
1: I do that same thing on the other one. (laughs) It's like, well, I'll start talking with my hands. I don't even think about it. Yeah, it's just like that. Yeah, right. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, and then I have some uh, squats for the 40K people, but some Forge Father Dwarves tanks that are the same size as Rhinos. Okay. Um, Slightly a little bit. Bigger, actually, bulkier a little bit, but they'll work good for Rhino. Sure. So yeah. I'm trying to figure that right faction, okay. uh, and also a paint scheme that I like. Great. Um, so that's well, what I've been working you know, on is research. The
0: great <laughs> thing about 40k, and one of the one of the big reasons why I I think it's as successful as it has been, is that they do a great job of of giving you a sample of what the factions could be like. Yeah. But enough freedom to say, well, you could do this, but you can do anything, anything. you want to do. You know, it's kind of their thing like, you know, we have there's over a thousand Space Marine chapters. <laughs> Here's 20 of them. There's still 980 out there. So if you have, you know, brown with white stripes on the helmet, then that would that was that's your jam, then there's a chapter out there that there's looks a like a chapter
1: that. for it. Yeah. Right.
0: And You know, having that type of artistic freedom in their hobby and their game
1: is
0: is a hugely attractive thing. You know, where take Legion for example, you're stuck. A stormtrooper is white.
1: Yep, unless you're doing the specialist ones. But
0: those are specialist ones, right?
1: Yeah, your stormtrooper Stormtrooper across the board is white. Your clone your clone troopers are white. So two different factions, and it's
3: all imperial
0: guard are red. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know, I yeah. mean, there's no. You know, it was like, oh, well, I have the evil, extra evil stormtroopers <laughs> who are black. You know, yeah. No, those are the Tie Fighter pilots. You, you know, like yep. that, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, it's and, nice to have all the options. Right,
0: you have that that artistic freedom in 40k that just doesn't exist in a couple of the games. If you're yeah. if you're trying to stick to canon. I yes. Right, <laughs> you know, and if you don't stick to canon. Then you're going to get <laughs> criticized by any opponent. You're going to be yeah, exactly. Like, oh yeah, nice pink stormtroopers there, man. Yeah, that's that's legit. <laughs> and you know those people are out there. Oh yeah, right.
1: I mean to be fair, I have a chibi army. So
0: right. Oh, or you know, if you get into a game like another one that we had at the GT, um, um, what's the the World War II one that we had? Bolt
1: action. Bolt action. Yeah. You know, like, oh, okay, you. Well, these, that game you, know, you got to be right on the money.
0: Mid war German. Division from North Africa, you know, and so they must have khaki pants and khaki shirts and yep. with a white stripe on the sleeve. You know, I mean, those historical games like that can get super detailed.
1: And, and they serious are about serious their, about yeah. it. Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. Now I'm not saying Bolt Action necessarily is like this, but a lot of the historical Correct. war games are super anal about that kind of thing. And. and and that's, that's part of their, their hobby. thing. Yeah, yeah, no, that's I, definitely
1: part of their thing. Which... I'm not
0: criticizing it necessarily, but but it we...
1: doesn't work for us, right? Right, because <laughs> because uh, we like fantasy. We like we like fantasy. Well, I like sci-fi. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, at one point, you liked sci-fi. I I, like... I can tell because I'm looking yeah, at right. this. <laughs> I like sci-fi.
0: Again, he's pointing at my miniatures. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just saying I would choose fantasy over sci-fi. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> Well, cool. Well, it's yeah. awesome to hear about your project. I'm looking forward to following it as it goes along. It'll be fun. Yeah, and sure. then
1: throwing in Conquest in there, of course. Right.
0: <laughs> it's the last argument of Kings. <laughs> but something tells you that last argument is going to happen over and over and over, over again.
1: Over and over. Yeah. yeah. Which is okay. Maybe it should be
0: next argument of Kings.
1: That might make more
0: sense. Yeah, it kind of would. <laughs> All right. Well, I think with that, we're going to wrap this episode up. Thank you very much for listening to us ramble on about uh, the 2021 Michigan GT.
1: And thanks to everybody for coming out to the GT for one. And we can't wait to see you next year.
0: Thank you so much. And I I too can't wait to see you next year. And if you came this year, bring a friend next year. And even if you brought a friend this year, bring Bring another another one (laughs) next year. Because uh, the more people come, the greater the event is. And the more that we can do to make this the best event in the state of Michigan.
1: And don't worry, we'll be around. We're going to be going all year long, so you don't have to wait until next summer to hear us. Panning just before the GT.
0: (laughs) For sure. All right. Well, good night, everyone, and we'll see you in a couple weeks.
1: Good night.